Welcome to Life Coaching on the Move. I'm your host, Dawn Fisk, coach, trainer, uh, podcaster, speaker and mum of two. So welcome along. Thank you for uh, choosing to join me on this podcast. I'm really pleased that you have done so. Hope it's helpful. If it is helpful or you feel it could be particularly helpful to somebody that you can think of, Um, people have written in to me and said, oh, it was just what I needed at the right time, which is great to hear, or it was what my friend needed, so I sent a link to them. So do feel free, if you like and enjoy this podcast, to put it on your socials, to mention it to people, to pass word around. That would be phenomenal. Thank you so much. If you are new to the podcast, then there is um, a a whole library available of previous episodes, um, about 160 previous episodes on just a multitude of different subjects, from stress to searching for a new career, tips on that, to confidence, all sorts of confidence um, topics, um, goal setting, achieving, overcoming self-doubt, pushing yourself, believing in yourself, all sorts of different things. Um, Making friends, sleep issues, uh, looking after your immunity and your health. I can go on and on and I'm not going to because I'm going to get straight into this week's episode. So um, today we are talking about how to more confidently and in a more relaxed way, with better strategies for some, talk to strangers. Um, Loads of people say to me, um, when I'm running my confidence workshops, and I start off by asking, where are you most confident in life? And where are you least confident? And I get people to share that. And I would say more often than not, the majority of Things that people state are their least confident area is when they're talking to strangers. Um, this might be at networking. This might be when you're changing job. You're the first. You're new for your first week, getting to know people. It could be with customers. Um, it could be if you're younger, just trying or. or approaching the time where we're building up ready to go off to university and having to settle in and make housemate friends, um, friends on your course, friends on the socials, etc. It might be that you're even younger and you're about to move up to sixth form college and that may be terrifying and overwhelming and how do you make friends or it could be that you're moving school. It, it, It all sorts of different areas. You're moving house, you've got to make friends with new neighbors and so on and so on. It's scary. What do you say after hello? I think there is actually a book entitled that. um, And that is the most common thing that people say to me. They're going to a wedding and they're not taking a plus one and they don't know anybody. In fact, actually what happens when I go deeper level with people in my workshops and I say, how does that manifest itself? And what is often the result, the resulting a consequence. Now, for some that I'm working with, perhaps in confidence, because they want to push themselves out of their comfort zone and go and make meet uh, a soulmate. They want to start dating. They're single and they're alone. They feel isolated, and they want to make um, relationships and contact with people. They want to find their lifelong partner. Who doesn't? We've all got that right to meet, fall in love, and share a life with somebody. But for some, that can be terrifying and they can hold themselves back and not go out dating. 
For others, they may hate their job and they won't get out of that rut and try for other careers and other companies because better the devil you know, at least they know people, at least they know the ropes. Um, and they're too scared to go elsewhere because of that fear of talking to new people, because of the fear of the interview, the process, the settling in and so on. So this actually can be really disempowering. Um, the fear of not, not wanting to talk to strangers, not feeling comfortable talking with people, um, you know, being shy, being socially anxious can really inhibit our career. It can inhibit our relationships, our activities, our social life, our happiness, our well-being, because we're not connecting with other people. We may actually stay in. Teenagers I know uh, that I'm working with will avoid social settings because they're so socially anxious. So they come home from school, shut themselves in the room, and that's where they stay. They may or may not go online gaming because that's less scary, um, but actually going out into town with some mates, grabbing a pizza together, going to the cinema, whatever it is, uh, joining activities and clubs and socials, uh, physical socials rather than uh, social um, platforms, can be just too scary. And therefore, it can really, really affect our well-being, our, our mental health, our happiness, our future, and how enriched our life ultimately is or is not. So this really, really is a helpful topic. Um, it's definitely worth building on. It's definitely worth overcoming. And it can absolutely be overcome. This does not have to be fixed or rigid or um, constant. It doesn't have to be your future or your loved one's future if you're worried about somebody else. It can be coached or it can be uh, worked on through your own decision um, and your own efforts or with the support of somebody. doesn't have to be your reality. It doesn't have to be forever. So the reason I thought I would do this is because actually I was working one-to-one -one with a client just this week, actually, on this topic. Uh, she had recently been promoted into a better role in her company, but now it was going to be front-facing with customers. Now it was sales and having to, rather than working in the back office or whatever it had been, she was now going to have to be networking, contacting new cold calling and contacting potential new customers, uh, trying to build and um, create new business, new business propositions, new business accounts and so on. And for her, she was completely and totally out of her comfort zone and very happy to admit that. But hats off to her, she absolutely knew she wanted to do really well in this job. She wanted to progress. She wanted to prove to herself she could do it. And so she had taken the step of getting a coach, learning some strategies and addressing it. The decision, the switch had gone on in her mind. I want to sort this out. Don't want to let this hold me back. I want to uh, progress. Let's do something about it. And that's half the battle. She's halfway there, open to ideas, open to strategies and gained some strategies and now is off back in her real world, in her everyday life with those customers, in those scenarios, experimenting, practicing, testing, building and growing. Slowly, slowly, baby steps building on it so that slowly, slowly she will build her confidence and comfort um, 
and willingness to put herself in those situations and handle it and not only handle it but handle it eventually with real confidence to the point where it will no longer be an issue she'll just be doing her job so it wouldn't that be a much better uh, thought a much better daily existence um, for all of us if we if it came second nature we didn't have to worry about it um, so we talked about this and you know she was saying that she had had to go to a corporate host a corporate event where they had invited some existing clients uh, to an away day and some potential new clients and she had to mix and mingle she couldn't just go there and have a free glass of wine and a few nibbles and watch the I think it was the day at the races that they were hosting in a kind of catered for box so the pressure was on and she had really uh, struggled and fell out of her depth. So we talked about, okay, in that scenario, what could you comfortably talk to them about? She didn't want to go straight in with business. She knew that that was the wrong thing to do. That would be off-putting. You can't go straight in. You've got to build relations. You've got to be relaxed and chilled, build relations, get to know them, them to you, etc. And so we talked about, in hindsight, what could she have mentioned? Now, for one thing, this was a weekend where they wouldn't, all of them, would not normally be working. This was um, an away day, an extraordinary event. And so I said to her, you know, what, uh, uh, we worked out that an opening line when she was meeting people and introducing herself, I'm so-and-so, I'm new in this role, um, it's lovely to meet you, etc., etc. And one opening line. And the trick is, so for all of us, one of the best strategies is to ask question a a nice open question and get them therefore to do the talking it takes the pressure off you you find out little snippets of information that gives you material to know where to go next so we together worked out that one of the things she could have said which was nice and open and uh, appropriate to both of them was gosh what would you normally be doing on a Saturday if you weren't here and from that, she, she um, acknowledged she might find answers such as, oh, I'd normally be on the sidelines of my son's football match or I'd, I'd normally be playing cricket for the local team, uh, you know, the village team. Or um, I normally am in a vol- I do a voluntary job on a, a Saturday afternoon um, for a I don't know, a charity shop or something like that. Or I'd, oh, I'd normally be gardening or I'd normally be out on a long dog walk with a friend or something like that. So from that, she's now found some information. She's found out that they've got a, a little boy, a son, who's playing football on a Saturday afternoon. So they can go deeper now and follow that up. Oh, that's, oh, that's really nice. How old is your son? Is, have you just got the one? Have you got any more? Uh, did you used to play football? Do you feel, oh gosh, football, isn't it hard these days? You can't shout out, can you? You know, parents have to only say praising things. Um, what's it like on the sidelines now? Has it changed? Etc. Etc. So you've got somewhere to, to go. Do you support um, any team? Are you into football? You know, you find out what their team is. They might support say Newcastle, of oh, course that's Newcastle, that's interesting. Why Newcastle when we're down south? Oh, I grew up there. Da, da, da. So you're finding out and conversing, getting information. They're loving it because they're talking about themselves. You've got snippets 
oh, I've never been to Newcastle, it's supposed to be lovely, isn't it, etc, etc. You've got so many avenues to go down now. The child, the football, um, their love of sport or hate of sport, etc, etc. You've got a whole um, host of possible places. That conversation could go on for 10, 20 minutes and you have said very little. Now, I would be a, a, a note of caution, don't be firing interrogative question. Don't make it feel like you're interrogating them. Question, question, question. Don't do that. Also offer a little bit of information. So um, if they say, you know, I would normally be on the sidelines of my little boy's football match. Oh, you've got children. What? How old are they? Have you got more than one, etc.? And they then might say, what about you? Do you have a family or do you like football? Or what would you be doing on a Saturday afternoon? And offer that information. And that was one of the areas that my client struggled with. She didn't feel she was very interesting. She said, yeah, but they won't be interested in that if I say I'm, I'm at my, um, uh, let's say, what did she say? A part-time course, she's studying something. Yes, they will. They'd be interested in the fact that you're learning Spanish or whatever. They may, really, why are you learning Spanish? Well, because I want, eventually I'd like to, to move to Spain or whatever it is. They don't know you. They are as interested in you as you are in them. Remember that you, at this point, you're both strangers. You know nothing about each other. And it's just a little quest to learn a little bit about each other, find something interesting, funny, um, fun, lighthearted, to, so that it is an enjoyable experience for both. It is in exchange. It's supposed to be pleasant. It's supposed to be um, open. So share, share a little bit. Don't tell yourself that it's boring. They won't be interested. In Don't assume that. It's not at all. Um, it may well be, you, you know, um, it's funny, actually, because my husband said the other day that he was talking to a, we, we are in the process of sorting out a new uh, nursing care home for my mother-in-law, his, his mother. And she, at the moment, is a long way away. It's a six-hour round journey to go and visit her where she is. So we're trying to bring her down here, more local, so it's only 10 minutes and we can visit her um, much more frequently and she can come to our house, etc., etc., where she currently can't. Interestingly, um, he said the other day, oh, I was talking to my client and um, whose mother was in that same care home and they don't um, often allow the residents to stay in bed all day, um, j just to withdraw, stay in bed all day and not get involved. They, that particular home really encouraged them out and uh, into the day room, taking part in activities, going out on day trips. They're really proactive in that way. And that made me realise, oh my word, how on earth did he get onto the subject of care homes? Now, somebody, some of us might think, oh no, I won't tell a client, I won't converse on home life, things like that. But actually, somehow he had got that in the conversation and that had opened up a whole in-depth discussion about it. The client's mother going there, how she settled into a nursing home, the pros and cons of it, the ups, uh, upsides of this particular house, how she liked it. It's, and it was a proper, true conversation, not um, small talk. And, and that's the aim of these conversations. If you properly exchange and properly open up 
and it's very a pleasant, enjoyable experience. It changes from small talk, surface small talk, to much better quality conversations, a really meaningful conversation. And that would mean with that client now, you've changed the depth of that interaction and that relationship much better. You know something about your home life, something about your family. My husband now has something to mention to that client next time. Oh, she's really settling, etc., etc. So it's an ongoing thing. And that's what we're aiming for. So... Um, Let's say in this exchange, my client had found out that instead they would, where would you, what would you normally be doing on a Saturday? Oh, I'd be gardening. Oh, you, you're green fingered, are you? What do you do? Is it flowers or are you growing your own veg? Oh, no, I grow my own veg because I really believe, you know, we've got so many pesticides and things on our genetically modified fruit and veg that I really passionately believe that it's so much better for you if you can grow your own. Yeah, I agree. I'd really like to grow my own, but at the moment I'm struggling because I haven't got this or that. Maybe could I grow those things in tubs or pots? You, know, you can ask their advice. You can bring in your experience. Have you or haven't you tried this? Do Are you passionate about this subject? And so on. It can be a much, much more meaningful, genuine, authentic conversation rather than surface chit chat. And that's what you're aiming for. So do really listen. So the trick is open nice, uh, use nice open questions to get snippets of information. Um, use that information, go a deeper level, ask a couple of follow up, but not interrogative um, questions where you bam, 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 just one question after another, like an interrogation. Exchange, then offer your information, your view on that, um, your experience on that, or your lack of experience. I've never tried that. But I mean, maybe I should. Would you recommend it? Nice and open, a nice open question again. Yeah, I really would. I didn't know much about it. I when did you start? Oh, I started in lockdown. Da, 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 and you're going all sorts of places. Um, or similarly, you might be at a wedding. You haven't got a plus one. You're sat in a big round table, all strangers. You can do exactly the same. So ask a question there about the shed you know, it's not necessarily about what would you normally be doing on a Saturday, or it could be, um, if it's a Saturday, or it could be, um, you know, how do, are you here for the bride or are you on the groom's side? So you find, how do you know the groom? Oh, I'm his cousin. Oh, gosh, his cousin, you grew up together. What's the age difference? With You know, were you very close? What was he like as a child? Um, I bet he was a, a right rascal or a good fun or... He was very sporty, wasn't he? I, I, he's still sporty now, isn't he? He still plays on five-a-side football. And he still climbs mountains and goes skiing. So, oh, you've been skiing with him. And then before you know it, you're talking about skiing. Have you been? Where do you go? Da, da, da. Or uh, that you're sporty or not sporty or how you know the groom. You've worked with him. What's he like at work? Oh, he's a great guy. Everybody loves him. He's so popular. What what they really like about him is he always sees the positive in people. Oh, yes, he does. He was like that as a kid. Da, da, da. So you've got something in common. It, similarly, if you're at a party or the new neighbours have moved in, you're all there. You all know the area. Or you're at a party, you all know the, the birthday boy, girl, or the, 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 the homeowner if it's a housewarming, something like that. Um... 
if you're dating, you know, you've gone on your first date, you've got the fact that you're dating online, isn't this embarrassing? It's, are you nervous? I'm nervous. Have you done many of these? How many have you been on? Um, I, this is my first date. You know, God, where do you, what do you talk about? And so on and so on. Make light of the fact that it's a shared thing. You're both on the date. You both maybe slightly awkward, etc, etc. So whatever the shared thing, the shared party, the shared host, the shared environment, you can talk about that environment. So on the Saturday horse racing, it can be all about the God, isn't it a gorgeous track? Do you come racing often? Do you follow the horses? Or oh, you don't like horse racing? You feel passionately against it? Yeah, it is all a bit all. Yeah, I agreed. Actually, I feel a little bit uncomfortable about that, etc. Find some shared views, some shared opinions, the environment, the event, etc., etc. So, um, wherever you are. You know, if you're at a networking event, what you can talk about the environment, the people who organise it. Have you been to many of these? Have you found much business as a result? Um, have you tried different networking events, etc.? You don't have to go straight into talking about what do you do for a company? What's your business? What are you hoping to achieve from this? And what do you need from me as a uh, networker, etc., etc.? It doesn't have to be straight to business. Try and get to know them as a person. Try and reveal who you are and let them get to know you as a person. On the exchange information side, I would be cautious with that as well. Don't do the what you sometimes hear at uh, the top trumps type uh, exchange. Oh, yeah, I've done that. You've done it better, bigger, a nicer place, a better car, a, a better holiday destination, whatever it is. Or I've also done that. Or Yeah, my child went to Cambridge or whatever. If it's you're talking about taking your kids to uni in September or dropping them off or etc., avoid the top trumps um and yes share your experience but not in a boring way you where you turn people off where they suss it out and think oh god bigger and better all the time and similarly with name dropping sometimes adding in if it's relevant an interesting fact oh interestingly I saw, you won't believe who I saw in that coffee shop when I was there I actually saw, oh, who could it be I don't know, um an actor or a comedian or somebody like that. Um, and that can be interesting, but don't keep name dropping that you were out here and you saw there and you go to this and you've attended that. And it's tedious when people do that. And it's very quickly apparent um, and it, it's very off-putting. So just exchange information, laugh at yourself. That's one of the most endearing things to do too, is to take the mick out of yourself. Not out of them, you haven't earned that right yet. Uh, that takes time, that, takes, that has to be developed, um, that respect has to be there first. But for sure, you can take the mick out of yourself. Don't put yourself down loads. That also isn't comfortable. Maybe one comment, slightly, in, in a jokey way. Um, you know, oh gosh, yeah, no, I nearly forgot. My memory, it's a nightmare, isn't it? And you go into the room and you think, what What if I come in here? That's endearing. And then, then they can say, I know. Do you know what I forgot this morning? So that can be a shared experience. But um, don't put yourself down repeatedly. Uh, that's not a great thing to do, especially if it's business that you're trying to develop. Um, and it's not good for you either. Your subconscious hears that it, 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 and will become self-fulfilling. And that's how people, we get 
back what we we put out, we reflect. So don't put that out or people will treat us in that way and it will become a habit and it's not a good habit to have for yourself. It's not good for you. Um, but taking the mick out of yourself or, uh, you know, in some nice endearing way is funny. Um, it makes people um, warm to us, etc. It shows a tiny bit of vulnerability, a good sense of humour. So that's always worth doing. So also I say to people, you know, if you, you are unsure and you are a little bit anxious about this, then have some, some topics up your sleeve ready, just in case it's stilted and it's awkward and it goes quiet. Some standard things, you know, in... In Britain, we're always very good at talking about the weather. That applies to everybody, doesn't it? You know, the weather is a shared thing. It's freezing out there. I forgot to bring a coat. God, I haven't warmed up all day. Or, God, isn't it hot? And it's unusually hot. This is worrying, isn't it, with climate change? They say that we're going to get there, da, 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 da. And you see, you're not talking just about the weather. You you open it up a little bit more. Or, oh, my God, look at that rain, those poor horses, If if, you know, for the, for the girl on the... Whatever it can be, it can be general things that we can all relate to. It might be a topical thing going on at the moment that affects many people. You know, it might be the, I don't know, tedious as it sounds, it might be mention of the uh, economic crisis of how everything's going up, gosh, etc., etc. Um, or it might be something topical in the news or um, in the world. You know, COVID was a great one to talk about in the time. Now it's it's not so now. Um, Brexit was a big thing at the time and so on. So not wanting to get political, not wanting to get heated, not wanting to alienate or heart, uh, part the room, um, but just general topical things going on could be raised at that time. So um, it might be worth having a few things up your sleeve should the conversation dry up. Um, that will help you feel prepared. So go in with your head held high, literally, chin up slightly, get good eye contact, a nice smile. That will always help you come across as friendly, you come across as approachable, you come across as warm, open, um, a nice human being. Don't Try not to look too nervous, too frightened, because that can get misread as standoffish, frowning, you know, that, that can all get misread. Um, so if you're a teenager, you know, going to uni or going to sixth form or you're about to change school or you're about to start your first job, apprenticeship role, or you're about to um, move, you, you know, if you're an adult and you're about to change your careers or move house, whatever, just remember, smile, smile, smile. Just be smiley, be open, laugh when you know laugh at their jokes laugh at your own um comments about yourself just be emanate warmth really because people respond to that it's so much easier to talk to somebody that's warm and friendly now bear in mind as well that the person that you are trying to network with or speak with or get to know in your new role new job or your new customer they may well struggle socially much more than you do. So you may think, oh God, this is really hard. I can't speak to this person. I haven't got anything to say to this person. I don't know what to say next. But actually it's because they're struggling far more than you are. So you've listened to this, or you're practicing this, or you're working on this. You've decided I'm going to get more skilled and more willing to just network with anybody. So 
just remember that many people that you speak to may well be in a worse position than you and actually see that as an opportunity. Don't beat yourself up and think, God, I'm really struggling here. What's wrong with me? I never know what to say. I'm rubbish at this. Don't do that. Think what might be going on for them. Might they be having a tougher time? And see it as an opportunity, therefore, for you to help them, make life easier for them. So perhaps open up a conversation about your stuff. If you're really getting one-word answers from them and not much information and no smile, it's almost certain that they're struggling. So you offer information. You do the talking and say, gosh, normally I would be busy um, wherever, doing a charity. I work for a a charity on a Saturday afternoon. This is really different, isn't it? Uh, So open up first um, and get them, even if they're one-word answers at first, help them, encourage them, do lots of nodding and smiling. Oh, really? Gosh, tell, tell me more about that. Oh, that's interesting. In, in what way? You know, just ask a little bit more searching questions so that you, you encourage them to talk a little bit more. Um, that makes it easier for them once they've given you just one word answers. You're opening the door for them. You're showing interest. You're listening. That's the key. So not only is it asking lots of open questions and being willing to share, and it's a two-way exchange, and make it pleasant, but also be a good listener. So listen to their answers, show interest, give good eye contact, give the right responses at the right time, and then ask a follow-up question. How did you get into that? When did you start? Gosh, how, how difficult was that at first? Did it take time? Did you have to, what did you have to learn? Or, you know, what was what was the difficulty or whatever you want to say because we're making up the scenarios but show interest by a follow-up question and they will begin to relax and calm and chill and feel a little bit more comfortable with you and it will get easier so stick with it for a little while but do not afterwards beat yourself up that you messed that up it may well be nothing to do with you it may be more, much more to do with them that they hate these weddings or networking or, or they're struggling to, to um, settle and make friends at uni or college or whatever. So avoid beating yourself up, yourself up afterwards. However, speaking of which, after you've had that day at the races or you've had your first day at work or whatever, then self-coach So to, in order to learn whether you felt it went really, really well and you were an absolute star and it was easy or it doesn't matter or whether you feel it was so-so and sometimes it went well and sometimes it didn't or whether you feel you're a complete disaster. Irrespective of how you feel it went, self-coach. And this is key on anything really, not just on this skill, on many skills and confidence and presentations and all sorts. Ask yourself these three questions afterwards. What did I do well there? And keep searching, keep exploring that. Don't just take one answer. Look for a second and a third. And what else? And what else did I do well? What other things did I do well? Exhaust that list. Write the answers down. Second question. What if I had the opportunity to take the clock back? Would I do differently? So you're then finding things that you perhaps would have done differently, would have done better, would have done, you know, instead... 
So write those down and keep going, what else would I do differently? What else would I do differently? And what other things could I have done differently? Exhaust that list. And then the third question is, therefore, what will I do more of in the future? So the answer to that is quite often a combination of the answers to question one and two, and perhaps a few more in addition. So you've now got yourself an action plan for the next networking thing or uh, opportunity when you're out and about trying to get to talk to other people. You know what you did well, and so do more of that. You know what you would change, so bring that in and practice, and then self-coach after that, and practice, and self-coach after that. What that means is you no longer just beat yourself up as a total failure. I was rubbish. I hate this. I'm no good at talking to strangers. I hate talking to strangers. That keeps you stuck, and it keeps you (laughs) repeating the same thing, prevents you learning, prevents you growing. My three questions, or those uh, coaching questions, avoid that, because that's a waste of time and energy, and fruitless. Um, Instead, it puts you into problem-solving mode. What what do I need to do more of and repeat and get even stronger at? What do I need to add in and practice? And therefore, you've got an action plan for growth, for development, for further progress. Uh, So it's constructive, it's useful and helpful. So do that. And that, by the way, is a strategy you can use anywhere on anything. You can also use it if you're line managing or with teenagers. You can ask them. Um, The person that reports to you, what do you do well in that presentation? Do you think before you give them feedback, ask them those questions? Um, And then you're teaching them to self-coach or your teenagers or your kids. What did you do really well at football today? Uh, What else did you do really well? What else did you do really well? What would you do differently if you could have if you could play that match again? What would you do differently now? Um, And then, so when you go to football next week, what are you going to do then? Learning from today, what are you going to try next on Saturday? So you're becoming a coach, either a self-coach or a coaching manager or a coaching parent, which is brilliant skill to have, much better than tell. Um, So, you know, practice that, practice that anywhere. Talking of practice, going back to getting comfortable talking to strangers, practice that. This, these skills, wherever you can, whether it's going into a shop, going to the vets with uh, with your animal, your pet, whether it's, um, I don't know, go, going to fill up your car with petrol, where, going clothes shopping, going into a restaurant, whatever it is, whenever, getting on the bus, try and practice it. Um, it will work. Sometimes it won't. But the willingness of you for that switch to go on and say, right, I'm going to overcome this. I'm going to practice it when you're out walking the dogs or in the park, talk to somebody else with a dog. Um, You know, oh God, isn't he gorgeous? What breed is it? Is it friendly? Can I stroke him? You know, what do you call him? Just get them talking. Wow, really unusual. Where did you get him from? Really? You went all that way to pick him up? By my word. Are there not many down here? Maybe you'll breed him, her, etc, etc. Just get people talking. Um, Talk about your dog or your pet or that you'd love a pet but you can't and so on and so on. Just talk. Five minute little exchange in the park. You're getting more confident. You're getting more willing. You're getting more used to it. Um, At work. Uh, you know, avoid the temptation at work to send an email. 
uh, to that person that you don't know in accounts or uh, down in finance. Please could you send me the figures for so-and-so. Get up, go down to finance. Hi, I'm so-and-so in... Um, purchasing. I thought I'd come along and introduce myself. I was going to email you about those figures, but I thought I'd put a name to a face. How are you? I'm so-and-so. Get to know people in your business. Talk to them. Talk to them at the water cooler or in the shared kitchen area. Um, Which department are you in? Who do you work for? What's he like as a boss? So on and so forth. Um, Have you been with the company long? You know, not not too interrogative again, but oh gosh, I've been here three years now. Yeah, yes, flown, absolutely flown. Started off in so and so, um, and then I got promoted to such a sub. I really like the company. How do you find it? Um, Etc. So try it out, practice, get better at this, self coach after that exchange in the shared kitchen or going down to finance and introducing yourself. What did I do really well? What would I do differently? What will I do more of? Uh, uh, on the bus, whatever it is, you've got opportunities all the time. And if you haven't, create them um, so that in just a month, make yourself have the whole month of um, July. Set yourself the task in July, every single day, I'm going to get out there and exchange a, a conversation or a, a moment connect, talk to and interact with somebody every single day, a stranger every single day. I'm going to make that happen. I'm going to go into the corner shop. I'm going to talk to the person that serves me at the bar in a, in the local pub. Whatever it is, don't just ask for a pint and go and sit down. Talk to them behind the bar. Gosh, it's busy here tonight. It's quiet tonight. Whatever it is, anything, make yourself do it. And I promise you, within a month of doing that every single day, this will become so much easier. You will, you will have a huge sense of accomplishment and achievement and there will be no stopping you. You would then be ready and willing. Maybe I could start dating now. Maybe I could get out there on dates. Who knows? By actually making yourself do this, you could then in six months have your lifelong partner. You could have signed up for activities that you wouldn't normally have done and now have new hobbies, new friends, friends of friends, have better social life. Um, Or you could be willing to get out of this rut in your job and go for it and get yourself a much better role in a much better company and be much happier Um, and so on. So, for example, uh, the... I'd come full circle, haven't I? I was mentioning the nursing home and uh, moving our mother-in-law, my mother-in-law to a new nursing home, which she has now done. And she's there and it's such a nicer environment, such a a nicer building, a nicer place. It's just so, so better um, for her. But at the moment, she's more often than not staying in her room because she doesn't know anybody. And of course, it doesn't matter what age we are, that can be really overwhelming. She's been moved into a different home where everybody there seems to know everybody. All the staff know each other, all the residents know each other, all the residents know the staff and vice versa. And she's the new person. It's no less scarier than a four-year-old being put into uh, their first day at primary school or university student being dumped up. Manchester Union, bye, see you in a few weeks, good luck, and off we drive. It's overwhelming, it's scary. And acknowledging that is half the battle. Um, Understanding that and having some empathy for the parent, having the empathy for the young one, or us having empathy for um, 
our mother-in-law that it's scary and going with her and eating in the dining hall so that she can make friends or going with her and sitting in the day lounge for an hour or so so she can make some friends and feel more at home. Um, We are all human. Um, It's not easy for most people and it can be scary but we can just a little bit at a time get ourselves out of that room, talk to somebody in the corridor in the day room just once, just for 10 minutes, and the next day it's less scary, and the next day it's less scary. And it's the same for all of us in all scenarios. Um, So you are not alone if this is you. If you would like one-to-one coaching on this, and of course you know where to find me, go to the website www.milestone-coaching.com .co.uk or you can just email me direct um, you can email me through the website or email me dawn at milestone hyphen coaching co.uk um, speaking of which in about a week there is a new service going on uh, officially going on it has unofficially been available but um, now I'm making it much more official because I've realized there is a whole area out there that has not been Um, necessarily openly um, available and that is one-stop single session solution focused coaching. Um, Quite often we assume that coaching or therapy or or whatever the approach will be long-term and many things are appropriate for that. Many things we want to go deeper and work on changing lots of things or a deeper area. And that can need a little bit of ongoing coaching over maybe five, six weeks, uh, you know, or more or slightly less. So it depends on the subject matter. However, there are certain subjects, pressing challenges, pressing issues, perhaps that are now causing you a challenge now and maybe you need some clarity or you need to make a decision or you need to air it and see it in a different way and you need a solution that may need just a one-stop single session where you come out with that issue uh, addressed, aired a little bit of a solution, an action plan and you're off and running. So I, uh, for example, the client recently on the networking uh, just wanted some strategies done discussed, got the strategies off and running, feeling much, much better. So if that is you or a friend or a loved one, um, in around about a week, it should go live on the website. There is, it's it's slightly different in compared to my usual ongoing coaching, where you um, check out on the website, you press check out or schedule. Um, a, and it, my my aim is that because it's a pressing, timely thing now that you want help with now, that I offer a coaching slot within 48 hours so that we can address that topic almost instantaneously when it's most appropriate for you. So what happens is go to the website, look for the one-stop or single session coaching. It's for 90 minutes. It's a different price. What you get, you check out, uh, go to Basket or whatever, check out and pay via the website, um, the coaching fee. You then instantly will get an intake form to your inbox or will come up on the screen. Fill in that about all about what the issue is, details about it, what you want to achieve, how you'll know when it's been successful, what the outcome um, that you want 
and a couple of possible convenient time slots for you in the next two days or so, whatever is appropriate for you. It's at your your choice, bearing in mind that I do do evening coachings and weekend coachings at times. Um, this is all online. So you would put down your two ideal time slots and I would then get a copy of that form. I would know what you're hoping to achieve, what you're focusing on, what that looks like, what you want a solution on. Um, and I would have two time options and I will by return send you a time slot and a Zoom link. And we can have that coaching pretty much almost instantaneously, most of the time, 95% of the time, where possible. And we can address that timely in a timely fashion and give you what you are looking for. You've not then committed to ongoing lengthy um, coaching if that's what you don't want. Obviously, if after the single session it's been really useful and you decide at a later date, I'd like to work on this again or further or deeper or other things as well, of course, at your request, you can have further coaching if, if you desire. Um, so just to let you know that that is available. The other bit of admin to let you know about it are dates for the next workshops, the Life Skills and Confidence group workshops. They are they're running at the moment, but um, when this group finishes, there will be um, dates for September, largely because lots of people are away in August and the teenage um, confidence and life skills workshop, they're often away or it's, it's not so timely then. They're not interacting or they're not at school with confidence issues or anything like that. So um, it naturally goes a little bit quiet in August for them, for, for the clients. The demand isn't really there. So, however, in September, when young people are going off to new schools or colleges or universities or apprenticeships or jobs or their job seeking, and need help with interviews, etc. It becomes really timely, early September. So if you want to reserve one of those spaces, they're up now and can be done via the website. There is also an adult uh, life skills and confidence workshop in September starting. So once the holiday season starts, if you want to start addressing something, a latter part of this year, overcoming confidence issues, getting some life skills, um, career coaching, all of that, so any of that, then there, those dates are there. In the meantime, coaching services are, are continuing to be available for anybody. If you're not away and you, it is timely, career coaching, stress coaching, all of that is still there. So, um, and one, you know, one-to-one -one work. So for sure, it doesn't stop in the summer. It's just that the workshops will start again in September because that's when there is the most demand. Um, so I hope that's been really helpful today. As I've said, get out there and practice, use the strategies, try it on a daily basis, keep it going, keep it going and self-coach. If you'd like further work, you know where I am. Please share this um, with your friends and your socials. And I wish you a really, really productive, confident and happy next few uh, days and weeks. And I will speak to you, look forward to it for the next podcast episode. Take care now.